This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, good morning to you all <laughs> on this Saturday morning, the 20th of May. We're heading for a top of 16 degrees today. A few showers around, but that's certainly not going to dampen our spirits. It was a little bit rainy last night at the footy, but uh, that didn't stop uh, a cracking game. One of the, the better games, the best games of the year we've seen so far. Uh, now, me and Tommy Lyon have just had a, a week off to freshen mm. up. Uh, one of us was chasing a cashy in Mildura, <laughs> and uh, the other one was uh, circled around a toilet bowl. Mm. Uh, I'll let you guess which one was doing what, but uh, Tommy Lyon's back in. How are you feeling, Tommy? Yeah, not feeling uh, back to my best right now. So good to be back with you, mate. Hey, uh, why don't we start off with a bang? Because we've got so much to get to, obviously, later in the show. We have a massive game, pivotal game for Port Adelaide this season. We're going to pull that one apart. Of course, preview the Crows. Josh Gablich as well is coming on with us to pull apart all the news of the week. But on the line right now, we've got an all-time great from the Adelaide Football Club and the Carlton Football Club, Bryce. We certainly do. And he's one of my favourite players. Obviously, Sir Doug Nichols round yes. kicked off last night. And and this man is doing... Well, we all know what he did on the field in terms of uh, turning games on its head and kicking goals from pockets. And he's one of my all-time favourite teammates. And I speak of the great Edward Betts. Hello, Eddie. Good morning to you. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for coming on the show, mate. Now, you've been a busy man. You've got so much happening. And You've just launched uh, the Eddie Betts Foundation this week to, to make a positive impact in Aboriginal communities through sport and education. Tell us about this, this fantastic foundation and, and how it come to, uh, to, to this. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, uh, you know, it started third Oak Nichols route. And, yeah, for me, you know, I've, I've been doing, you know, looking after young kids since, since I got into the system and even when I wasn't in the system. Um, all I want is for young kids to succeed. And, you know, I didn't really have a structure in place. You know, me and my family, we'll open up our house. Kids will come and stay. We'll look after them. We'll, we'll help them out. We'll pay for, you know, flights. Um, we'll pay for the uniforms when it comes to sport because they just can't afford it. And uh, we had no structure. And, you know, like I said, we've been doing it for 15 years. And um, now I've got the structure in place. I've got the right team in place. And, you know, I feel like I could do this on, on a bigger scale now that I've got this foundation out and really looking forward to, to to this beginning. And, you know, like even when I was at Carlton, early stage snib, you know, we had Christian Yaron there, Jesse Garlett, who we used to look after and try to help and help out the way I can. And Clint uh, Benjamin came, Joey Anderson that came and lived with me and looked after those boys. And then we had Charlie Cameron when I moved to Adelaide and Tyson Stengel uh, moved in with us and, all, all I want to do is just, just make it an easier pathway when, when they, even if they do get an opportunity to play AFL or when it comes to education, kids just need opportunities. Because I know first down the barriers um, growing up that I've faced and that I had to overcome to chase, you know, my football dreams, my sporting dreams, education, the whole lot. You know, my, my brother actually has to sell his car. He lives in Adelaide and he had to sell his car to fly his kids up to, to Wangaratta because there was a basketball tournament and he's a great basketball player but that sent them back as a family now they have no car you know and that's where if this my foundation now set up that could support these families and these kids and just help these kids you know chase their dreams and make that a little bit easier for them so I'm really looking forward to it I can't wait and you know this is my passion you know I played footy for 17 years um, the latest stage of my career 
I started enjoying, you know, this more than playing footy. And when that when that you know enjoyment for footy is lost, and you love this, love the stuff that you're doing outside of footy, I guess that's the time, you know, just to not not throw footy, but just retire from football and just start your new job. And you know, my new job now is for my people. So I'm um, looking forward to the next next journey. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic initiative, Ed, and, and we all know the 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 amount of work you've done away from the field in in terms of you know educating a, a lot of people on on your your people's culture and um and and calling out racism and and things like this and and to start this foundation it's uh, it's 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 so good for for young Indigenous lads coming through. Um, has this been in the pipeline for a while? I know you you certainly are passionate about it, and you've just mentioned that. Just before, has this been something you've been thinking about for a while now? Yeah, yeah, it is. And you know, like I said, you know, I've uh, I've been doing this without a structure, um, and I've always wanted to to do it on a bigger scale. And and to do it on a bigger scale, you have to open up, you know, a non-profit charity, you know, this foundation. And um, now that we've got the like I said, the structure in place and the right team in place, the team that are all Aboriginal people um, that that are faced barriers and lived experience and know exactly what it's like growing up within communities and um it, it is the passion you know anna said to me you played you played 350 games you kicked some goals ed but uh your job only starts now you know yes you played 17 years of footy but that's that's all gone what you do now whether you like it or not is for your people and you have no choice but to, to make change um to stand up use your voice and make it easier for your people so yeah, it is a passion of mine, and um, it, it is a long time coming. But yeah, super excited now that that it's out. You know, we launched in Sir Doug Nichols' round on Wednesday with AFL 360 with Robbo and Jared, and now we just got to continue to do the work that we're doing, but on a bigger scale. Oh man, that's the feel-good story of the week. I would say, uh, no doubt that this will have a profound impact on a lot of young Indigenous uh, boys and girls. So that's incredible, Ed. Um, we're just going to pivot now. I saw you uh, covering the game last night on Fox Footy. It was an incredible game in the rain. How did you uh, take it? What did you take away from it? I think, I think that's the way that we, we need to start the round off, I think. You know, when, the way that it was going, we thought oh, it was going to be a blowout here. Um, but then Melbourne put their foot down in that third quarter. They came back, but they got, they got the three goals up. And it was great for Port. You know, we spoke about before the game. How are Port Adelaide midfielders, these young 23-year-olds, Zach Butters, Connor Rosie, and then you've got Jason Orr Francis in there, how are they going to step up again? Clayton Oliver, Petrarca, Jack Viney, these big bulls. And, you know, Gary Lyon said, you know, it's, it's going to be a big test, big test for them. And they showed it last night. You know, we didn't think they were going to be that tough. But when you look at Zach Butters, Connor Rosie, they are skinny little boys, but they played tough last night in the wet, and they just dominated it. Like Zach Butters, I think the whole AFL world is going to be talking about this kid. You know, 40 disposals, 41 disposals, two goals, 12 score involvements last night. It was just an unbelievable game. And it's, that's, that's the way we needed to start off the round. Friday night footy, a close game like that. And Port Adelaide, seven on the trot. Since they lost that showdown at their home showdown in Adelaide, you know, Tim Heatley, he was under pressure. That The whole town was coming at him. You know, he made a big decision. He dropped Darcy Byrne-Jones coming next week at the sub. They go up to Sydney. They win that game by a point. You know, almost lost it with a kick after after the siren. And from then onwards, they just gelled. And it just looks like a complete side where everyone's just playing their role. Everyone's, you know, excited. They're coming out. They've got that belief back. And when you look at the, the old Bulls, 
Like, Ollie Wines has taken a back, backward step, in a sense. I'll be just letting these young guys go to work and coming in and playing as well. Trevor Boke, you know, I spoke last night to Ken Eatley about, you know, the impact that Trevor Boke, he's still playing some great footy, but he took a backward step too. to, you know, give it to these young kids to come through and just play the way that they're playing at the moment. And, you know, he got subbed out last night, um, Trevor Boke, but you can see on the bench when the young kids came to the bench, he was directing, pointing, telling the boy, this is what we need to do, and still showing that leadership, even though, you know, he'd been subbed off with that rib injury. So, they're absolutely fine. The town will be buzzing. I mean, like, with the Crows as well. But when, when both teams are firing, especially in Adelaide, the town's just buzzing. Um, and, and it's great. Great great for Adelaide and great for the two teams. Yeah, it certainly is, Ed. And I was, that was going to be my next question to you. How do you see your old team going in the Adelaide Crows? You mentioned a lot of the, the young guys at the, the power stepping up and the young guys at the Crows are doing the same thing in, in Rochelle and Rankin and, and Phil Thorpe. So how, how do you see them? They've sort of surprised everyone, but they're going just as well as Port are. If, uh, you know, and both, uh, both teams are informed sides of the competition at the moment. Yeah, and like I said, it, it is great for Adelaide when those two teams are, are playing well together. Um, and they, they surprised a lot, a lot of people this year. They've come out, well, I don't think that surprised. We always knew it was going to be a factor. Everyone was going to worry to see how Isaac's going to go this year. You know, are they paying him so much money to go over into a, a two-time team and the press is going to be on him? But he's shown that, that he deserved every penny of it. He's come in, he's changed the way that forward line that works. You know, um, Rochelle, is exciting and it just reminds me back from 2017 when we were we're up and about Adelaide Oval was buzzing the Crows fans were there and it was just great to go to Adelaide Oval to watch the team you're excited and they they played some great foot I mean Collingwood last week I think it was or the week before that was they were in front the whole whole way and Collingwood came back and picked them in that last quarter but they're playing super footy I know they got Bulldogs at, at Ballarat today so it should be should be a should be a really good game and mate when Adelaide are flying it's it's great to be at the, what do you call it the Crowbull or, or the Portress? <laughs> one of the two. That's it. That's uh, it. But yeah, yeah, but they're they're exciting, right? There's you know there's a lot of talk around Adelaide and Port that you know making finals this year. Can they go all the way, even winning a premiership? I know this year they were talking about the Adelaide Crows. They're playing some great footy there. They could you know have a chance to to win a premiership this year. So it'll be interesting to see. And um, long as they keep playing, long as they keep playing well. Um, as long as they just play their roles, forward put on pressure. I mean, the back line's playing well. Rory Laird's in the midfield just dominating again. And um, Joshua Shelley, like I said, Joshua Shelley and Isaac Rankin, it's good to see some small forwards turn it on at Adelaide Oval again. There's no doubt about that, Ed. And you mentioned, obviously, what a way to start Sir Doug Nichols' round last night with a cracking game of footy. And, and you had some, some good memories in, in these rounds in the past. Uh, have you got any favourite memories from Sir Doug Nicholls' round um, in, when you're in your playing days? Yeah, well, every every Sir Doug Nicholls' round is uh, is special to to me. To be honest, like every week, uh, every year, sorry, I'll I'll look at next year, look at the picture when it comes out when Sir Doug Nicholls' round. Probably the one that I I would have thought would have been the best Sir Doug Nicholls' round for me didn't happen. When I got uh, when I left Adelaide, went back to Carlton. Um, I looked at next next year's fixture when Third Oak Nichols round, and the AFL put it Carlton play Adelaide at Adelaide Oval in Third Oak Nichols round, and uh, that was me going back to Adelaide Oval to play in Third Oak Nichols round. And COVID hit, and we didn't eventually go, didn't end up going to Adelaide, and I was spewing because I penciled that one in to go back to Adelaide, play against the Adelaide Crows in Third Oak Nichols round with Carlton, 
Um, but it did not happen. But for me, every every year, you know, I just feel like I, even if I was injured, snip, even if I was injured, I would find a way for this week to get myself right. I played a slow ankle. I'd say, jab me. <laughs> jab me. I would tell the doctor, I haven't got a slow ankle this week. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fresh. I'm fresh. I'm okay. And I'm fresh. And, you know, I've always wanted to, to play and perform and, and, you know, play for my people, represent my family, represent my people. And, you know, I kicked a couple of good goals in, in third over Nichols round in 15 and 16, I think it was, um, at Adelaide Oval, where, where I won back-to-back goal of the year, mm. uh, which was which was uh, pretty special. I think the, the GWS one uh, in third over Nichols round, I reckon I hold that one probably the best goal that I've ever kicked, only because my uh, my auntie, my dad's sister, Auntie Susie Betts, she designed a jersey. Uh, that we wore that day. So my, they flew my grandmother and my dad and my auntie up from Port Lincoln, brought them up to the president's function, got to watch us run out in that jersey, play against GWS to win that game and to kick goal of the year in that game, representing my family and the jersey that my my auntie designed uh, was pretty special. So there are some, you know, there are some awesome rounds and awesome players that, that really perform in, in this week. But and, and then again, you know, it's all about educating learning, having the conversation, truth-telling. And I've always said to people, don't celebrate our culture on any given week or days, like Sir Doug Nicholas Round, Reconciliation, or NAIDOC Week. We have to continue to grow. We have to continue to, to talk about our culture, um, have those hard conversations past these, these weeks. And so that's the only way we're going to get better, the only way we can move forward as a nation, to continue to talk, continue to educate, and have those uncomfortable conversations. But... It is a week to celebrate. It is a week to embrace what we do and um, and how we do it. And looking forward to to the rest of the week, to be honest. Oh, well, Eddie Betts, the pleasure has been ours. And, yeah, no doubt there is a lot of ground still to be made. We've still got to be, keep having those hard conversations. And you are a genuine statesman in that area, doing so well. Um, a lot of those goal of the year memories are seared into Crows fans' memories. The pocket is still named after you. Uh, I was sitting in the top grandstand when that happened. My jaw hit the floor, Bryce. Um, but, Eddie, thank you very much. Enjoy Doug Nicholas' round. Now, thanks, guys. And Bryce, uh, didn't surprise me you're doing some cashies. How much do you get for that? <laughs> I, I, I learned from the best from you, mate, when I rocked up at Carlton. So, uh... <laughs> no, mate, you're the cashie man. You were Mark Murphy, you boys. And your arms, your arms are right. I saw you in a swing. Yeah, I had a bit of a uh, mishap on the footy field uh, with a broken thumb. But, uh, yeah, all healing well, mate. All healing well. You know, you know what that shows, Snib? Sorry to, to keep you old, but that no. shows you're getting old, brother. That's it. You just see these old man injuries. I'm starting <laughs> to become more fragile, that's for sure, in my old age. It was the first hardball I went for. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, you take it easy. Enjoy it. And uh, Snib, keep doing those catches. <laughs> Cheers, Ed. Thanks, Eddie. That's Eddie Betts, Adelaide Crows all-time great, and Carlton as well. Uh, just for your memory, Bank, is uh, that goal... VGWS goal of the year contender to take you out. Crows with the numbers at ground level. Oh, still in. In. Eddie filled the ball. Escaped. Eddie Betts. There's no. <laughs> that goal of the year. Not his pocket, but his goal. His people celebrate. <laughs> yeah, massive show up ahead. A lot of footy news to digest and a lot of key games to preview. It's uh, 10 to 9. We'll be back in a moment.